Brother Charles remarked that I had been preaching longer than he's been alive. Boy, that really had a way of making you day, man. <laughs> really. That really helps you on. I mean, if you know what I mean, don't you? I was thinking this morning as I listened to the Sunday school lesson. I've made this remark, similar remark, before as I stood in this pulpit. I've uh, been to, as you can well imagine, many, 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 many churches. And I've heard many Sunday school teachers. And uh, I've been blessed by some and endured by many. <laughs> but... I, I won't, I, I'm trying, I'd like to choose the correct word. And it's not in flattering him or anything of that kind. It has nothing to do with that. But you hear something in your lesson right here this morning that you will not hear in, well, some churches have never heard. Have never heard. Have never even got a glimpse and then let me go just a little farther. There's many students in seminaries that will never hear this. Now that's the extent of which you're blessed. And then the preaching, his preaching, is not only his teaching, his preaching is his preaching that's filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. And it's it's preaching that the world needs to hear, but the world don't want to hear. And it's preaching that churches... Now listen to what I'm saying, and this is not to make you angry, because I do that real easy. A lot of churches don't want to hear this. We're living in the days already of ear-tickling and man-pleasers. And we don't want that. We don't need that. The truth shall make you free. And I, I I want you to know if I'm not able, but if I were anywhere close to here, right, here's where I'd be a member at. If you'd let me be a member. I'd just sit there on that front pew and drink it in, boy. I'd reserve that spot right over there. I'd reserve enough if I didn't feel like sitting up, I'd lay down. But I'd still be listening. Amen. You be gracious and kind to your pastor. Right. Amen. Love him. Love your pastor and his family. Yes, sir. Let me, I've, I've said this before. I may have said, see, a young preacher one time wrote to his old, the old pastor that he knew, and uh, <laughs> he wrote to him and said, I'm in trouble. I'm in real trouble. I've preached everything in the Bible since I've been here, which was, of course, a fallacy. But he was a young preacher. I did say that, didn't I? He said, I preached everything in the Bible. What am I going to do? The old man said, start over again. So I, I'm at that age sometimes I repeat myself, but it's none of your business. Amen. I'll just keep on doing it and have a good time. 
I'm grateful for the invitation to be here. I feel so humbled to stand where your pastor stands. Yes, sir. There's two men in this world that I love a lot of men, a lot of good preachers. I'm not saying there's not good preachers. A lot of good men of God. But there's two men I'm humbled by when I'm even around them. And your pastor's one of those. And Brother Randy Pike is another one. Yes, sir. Amen. Yep. These are two great men. And I, I'm glad that I know you. Brother Charles, thank the Lord for you. I, I saw something else this morning, and I, how many here, how many here, and I'd like you to stand, can say you're 20, uh, you're 20 years old and down, 20 years old and down, not up, but down. How many of you are 20 years old? Let me see you stand up. Let me see you stand. Come on, come on, stand. Boy, you want to stand up real proud. 20 years old and boy, watch him get up slow. I'd have been already almost time to stand up on top of the banks. Amen. Thank God for that. Amen. Watch him. He's still just getting up. Amen. Well, look at that. Look at that. Amen. Well, all right. But I praise the Lord. I saw quite a few of you here. Lord, that was wonderful. That was wonderful. How many of you now, I hope you don't take this much time in that. How many of you are saved and know it? Raise your hand. Amen. Way up high. Well, keep on. Wave at me just a little bit. Amen. All right. Thank you so much. Let's have a moment of prayer, and then I'll read some scriptures and bring a message. Father, I'm grateful today for the privilege of being here. Thank you for what our hearts have already enjoyed and been blessed by. Thank you, God, today for a church like this great church. Oh, dear Lord. I pray, God, you will bless them and continue to strengthen them. In the times when the devil may hit them, God, I pray you'll give them grace and strength that they need. Bless us now this morning as we look into thy word for Jesus' sake. Amen and amen. I want you to I want you to open your Bibles now to the book of Acts. We're reading from chapter eleven. And I may have preached some here, I'm not sure, but I'm I'm going to deal with a few more things this morning. Acts chapter 11, would you stand with me while I read, please? And we're going to begin reading. I believe we'll begin reading up in uh, in verse 22. The tidings of these things came into the ears of the church, which was Jerusalem. And they sent forth Barnabas, that he should go as far as Antioch, who when he came had seen the grace of God and was glad, and exhorted them all which purpose of heart they should cleave unto the Lord. Uh, Brother Charles and you, many of you know this, but Barnabas, uh, I'm looking forward to meeting that fellow. Why? Now what is the distinction about why? Because as far as I know, the next words that I'm about to read, he's the only one that is said about. For he was a good man. Boy. Amen. And full of the Holy 
Woo! Full of the Holy Ghost. Isn't that good? A good man and full of the Holy Ghost. And of faith. And much people was added unto the church. Then departed Barnabas unto Tars, for to seek Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him into Antioch. It came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with a church and taught much people. And the disciples, the followers, were called Christians first at Antioch. You may be seated. I think there's a very big misunderstanding. If you notice when I first got up, I, I, I've added, I asked you how many of you knew you were saved. And you gladly raised your hand. That's, that's wonderful. I, I like that. Nothing like being saved, is there? Right. Amen. Nothing in the world that I've ever known that's like being saved. To walk down the street and say, I'm glad I'm saved. What a blessing. Yes, sir. I can't say a lot of times physically, I'm, I'm rich. I've never been able to say that. I've never been able to say a lot of things, but I can say August the 27th, 1935. I know, Brother Charles, I know. <laughs> From that very day, I can say, thank God I'm saved. Can't say I'm good looking. Now, you might well not laugh. Some of you would make a freight train take a dirt road. You're good people, but you're ugly as you can be. I can say I'm saved. Yes, sir. But there's something here that troubles my heart. You that raise your hands, is it not so? When we look at the meaning, the full meaning of the word Christian. 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 Why on earth did they choose the name of Christian? Why well, they could look like a picture a dozen different words, just all kinds of different words. But suddenly this crowd, after they'd hung around the teaching of Christ for a whole year, something began to rub off on them that they walked down the street and they said, there's a Christian. That's right. That's a Christian. Why? They begin to take on the appearance and the look of what they loved and know so well. That's right. Do I hear amen? In other words, they were seeing in them the embodiment of Christ. That's the truth. Am I right, Brother George? 
Now, after you've so gladly raised your hand that I raised mine along with you, would it not be so that you would have to admit with shame? There are times, even in saved people's lives, yes, sir. that people, other people, don't see Jesus. Right. Amen. Amen. Right. Hello? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's right. True. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. If I were to say to you, I'll give you a task. I'm going to give you six months to find me a genuine Christian. I want to ask you a question. Where would you go to look for them? said, I, I'd go to church because I saw all them people with Bibles under their arms. That don't mean you've got a Christian there. Amen. Now, there's some of these things going to be hard to grunt, not even all I don't say amen. Come on, preach it. <laughs> Just because, I like what you said about this. Just because you may have a leatherback King James Red Schofield Bible under your arm, don't mean flip. When it comes to saying that I'm a Christian. How will you know one? How can you tell one? What is there about them that will say, I'm saved and I'm a Christian? You can't go on the outward appearance. That's right. Exactly right. There's some of you, I read this other day and it was so funny. Well, it really wasn't funny, but it was funny. There was three cars pulled up to a traffic light, one up here, one behind this one, and another one behind that one. The light was red, and the minute that the light turned green, this car began, Honk, honk, get out of here, I'm a honk, I'm a horn cussing you. And begin to beat on the dash and, and swear and give obscene finger. Well, you know what I mean. Honk, honk, honk. And just because it didn't start fast enough. Well, finally this fellow started. I, I think I got behind him two or three times yesterday. <laughs> finally he pulled out. Thinking he was the only driver in the world, you know. You, you saw him. How many of you saw him? Uh, we've all been behind him. And this fella in the back car, when this fella, uh, this woman was beating on the dash and cursing and swearing and giving obscene signs, you know. When she pulled out, this car pulled out and, and her pulled her off the road. And she, he went up to her and told her to open the door and get out, please. And he identified himself as an officer of the law. He had to handcuff her, put her in his car, took her down to the jail, fingerprinted her, and did all the necessary things, and put her in jail. Well, after a while he came back and he said, Ma'am, I'm sorry I've made a little bit of an error, I made a mistake. Right. But he said, When I 
saw you uh, beating on your dash and cursing and swearing and making those obscene signs. And I looked at your bumper of your car and it said, follow me to church. <laughs> Amen, brother. And the other a bumper sticker said, I'm looking for the rapture. <laughs> and another bumper sticker said, are you born again? And the man said, Lady, with all those signs and, and you beating and swearing, said, I just knew you had to have been stolen. You stole this car. <laughs> you better watch what you put on your car. Amen. How can you tell a Christian what is there about them that will identify them? Let me ask you. You say you're saved, but are you a Christian? Do they see Jesus? Let me ask you a question. When you and the husband are having them big old fights and you just had the kids to Sunday school and church yesterday and you have a big fight on Monday and the kids look up to you and say to the other one, I wonder if my mom and dad's a Christian. You may wonder why it was so hard to win them to Christ Oh, my friend, it's not you they need to see. It's Him they need to see. How can you tell when they're good? Where would you go to find one? And then let me ask you, how would you know when you found one? What was? What would there be about that individual? We'll say, right there's one. Right there's one. Oh, friend. Did you know the world's going to hell because they're not seeing Christ in us? Hello? The world needs to see Jesus. The world's dying to see Him. Here's churches full of people that won't even talk about Him. Won't even witness about Him. Won't even hand out tracts. Oh, my friend, they'll talk about one another and run them down like they're dogs. Here I have been preaching all these years. Having some people holler, Amen, Amen, Amen. Shake that tree, preacher. Park there a while, preacher. <laughs> I told you this. One night I was preaching a revival in a church and walked up in the yard and a man come up and handed me five hundred dollars. Believe that's what it was. And I said, What in the world is this for? He said, you know that fellow's been shouting and hollering amen at you all the time. All in this revival. I said, yeah. Oh, brother so-and-so. He, boy, he loves the Lord, don't he? <laughs> he said, that rascal's been owing me a thousand dollars for years. He said, you got on debt beaters last night and he come and paid him a thousand dollars and I want to give you half of it. <laughs> That's a pretty good percentage. <laughs> if anybody pays you debt, I get half. 
And I thought it was pretty good too. If you'd have saw that $500, you'd have thought, sure enough. See, our walk ought to match our talk, or our talk ought to match our walk. It's easy to say something, but my friend, it's to find another thing altogether to do it. Right? Do you know what? How would you know when you found one? How many do you think you'd find? How many do you know? I mean, that consistently marched the wall, marching, talking, living. How many do you know? I would, I'm not going to do it, but I'm almost tempted to ask you if you know one. One. Just one. And you wonder why folks said, I ain't going to church. Well, they see people. They see people. But I'm talking about Christians. How can you tell when you find one? See, like that man that paid the man of money. Oh, all that weekend. Hey, man, preacher, shake that tree again. Park right there. Hey, man, hallelujah. And for years had been a low-down thief. <laughs> you don't like for me to come, do you? <laughs> You'd rather I wouldn't be up here, wouldn't you? Well, I am up here. Let me ask you, I wonder if your wife's sitting there right now saying, Boy, he's preaching to my husband. <laughs> Or maybe, <laughs> yeah, my husband said, Boy, oh, he's getting her, boy. <laughs> and maybe the kids were saying, He's getting them. <laughs> Man, see, I know you laugh a little bit, but really, it's not funny. The world's going to hell. And we have the audacity. To say we're a Christian nation. A lot of things we may be, but a Christian nation we're not. When you see, and and boy, that you talk about just really, oh, make me want to puke. Two old ugly men walk down in front of a so-called preacher and say, I do. And then pucker up and kiss one another. Oh, God. God. Yeah. And this so-called preacher, maybe your woman say, may the Lord bless you. Do I get five hundred dollars? And here's walks two females. Yeah. Oh, that's the gender, as far as I know. Yeah. <laughs> and another going a little rigmarole and 
they pucker up. God have mercy. And then we have the audacity of God, the mitigating God say, America is a Christian nation. And then here we find, uh, uh, and many of us states far too many. And may God help our Supreme Court to vote, uh, vote, wave out. I mean, the whole outfit out. Amen. Little baby skulls yeah, are right. crushed. That's right. And a hole stuck in yeah. and sucked the insides out of it. That's right. Amen. Amen. Bless but we're a Christian nation. Yeah. Come on, brother. It's the truth. Right. We're lying like dogs. Amen. 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 Divorce running rampant. Murders on a street below Dalton, Georgia has been overrun. Out of Mexico. And I don't know what you think and I can care less. But we ought to do something to stop that border. That's right. Amen. Dalton, Georgia had a crime increase two times in one year. When I lived in her, she was safe. Your wife and little girls could walk the streets. And now it's murder, murders, murders, rape. Amen? No, we are not a Christian nation. Amen. Let me go on. How can you tell the Christian from the rest of the world? Well, there's a few things. His spirit. Did you ever see as many bitter people in your life? Just hateful, mean, bitter people. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Just, just hateful. Am I right? Did you ever see as many bad mouth, dirty mouth people in your life? Hello? Vulgarity comes out of the mouth of men and women like you. Oh, I never dreamed I'd ever see it. Amen. Ugly, dirty, vulgar talk. And those, some of many of those people are the ones that carry the Bible to the house of God on Sunday morning. Amen. You can tell a Christian because of what they feed upon. Some of you will not pick up this Bible till next Sunday morning when it's time to come to church. Now this kind of preaching ain't helping my offer none, but I'm feeling so good. This is not a decoration. This is not a tinker toy. Study the Word to show thyself approved, a workman unto God that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word. This book should be and ought to be daily read and studied. 
Not laid aside as something that you'll carry to church to make you look religious next Sunday morning. You can tell one by what they feed upon. Thy word is very pure. Therefore thy servant loveth it. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. Study to show thyself approved. Wherewith shall a young man cleanse his way? Thank God for the word. Hallelujah. You can tell a Christian because of how they follow. How they follow. I say again to God be the glory. Thank God for your pastor. Amen. Yes, sir. He's the man that God has ordained put here for you to follow. I say to follow. I believe in pastoral authority. Somebody may not agree, but that don't make no difference. I'm right anyhow. True. Yep. They said unto them, follow me and I'll make you become fishers of men. But Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Did you get that? Let him deny himself. Let, you're not getting it, are you? You're not getting it. You're not getting it. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Denying oneself is not always easy. My sheep hear my voice. <laughs> Hallelujah. A stranger they will not follow. Now listen, I'm hurrying because I can, I can tell when my, I can tell when my air's running out on me. You can tell a Christian because of how they forgive. I wonder how many people I'm talking to right now has someone that you've said about, well, bless God, I'll not forgive them. I ain't going to forgive them. No, sir, I won't forgive them. Now, you may not have said that, but you may have thought that. But you know, if I, if I remember correctly, he said, if you won't forgive, neither will I. So it was in vain for you to get on your knees and start praying. <laughs> God said, I ain't going to listen to you. I've got to hurry. Then you can tell a Christian how they fight the good fight. I, I'd like to linger here a long time, but I'm running out of wind. That's why I have to hurry. How they fight. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, spiritual weakness. Now, now then, listen to me. There's the good fight of faith. The good fight of faith. First of all, be scripturally right and stand for it. Amen. Don't back down. Don't run. Just stand. After having done all to stand, stand. Hello? Just stand. You don't have to worry about it when you're right. Just go ahead and stand. Amen. How you fight the good fight. Take unto you the whole armor of God. That you may be able to withstand the evil days and having done all to stand, stand. Oh, dear friend, 
Is there something in your heart that would keep me from calling you a Christian? What about bitterness? Is there somebody here that you would... Come here, young man. Step up here. Come here where they can see. I want you to shake hands with me. Just Don't break it. <laughs> Is there somebody that's attached for you to shake hands with? I, I wish I didn't have to shake hands with that. Good. I don't like them. See, you're taking on the attributes of not showing yourself a Christian. Hello? I love you, son. When you start to walk out this morning, is there somebody who'll come over here to keep from shaking hands with somebody over here? Good preaching, brother. I think it's good. Yes, sir. I ain't getting no $500 out of it, but it's good. Why are you sitting over here? Because you don't want to sit by somebody over here? <laughs> oh, I saw a number of heads go down. Why are you over here? Is it because... You'd rather not be close to them over here? See this matter, and they were first called Christians. At Antioch, they took on the likeness of Christ. They said, I want to walk like Him, talk like Him, be like Him. And they said, we'll just start calling you Christians. Hello. Amen. Well, I've got to use one more point and I won't get through it. You can tell a Christian because of how they finish, not how you start. Yes, sir, that's right. I remember I was up in Indianapolis one time and ran into a fellow that worked out at the Indianapolis 500 Speedway. He said, you ever saw that bridge? I said, no, I never have. He said, I can get you in. I said, let's go out there. I want you to see it. And I went out there and we walked around. She had built by there with us. But he said, right here is where they say, start your engines. <laughs> Boy, they burn rubber. I mean, they took it. But you know, I begin to think about something else. Really, it's not how they start, it's how they finish. Hello? How they finish? I'll tell you this, then I'll close. I lived, and I've talked about her so many times, and i got a funny feeling she may be sneaking and listening. There's an old lady who lived down by our house. Her name was Cox. Oh, she's so feeble. And her daughter, as she lived with, had moved her little old bitty house outside her house. And it was so, no air conditioning, no nothing. And I had a little army bed with a little cot on it. And that's where she said, they'd bring her out TV dinners and the fly to get up. She couldn't hardly eat herself. Water had been sitting there. And I'd, I'd go see her and, I'd, and she'd say, Brother Blues, that's you. And I said, yes, it is, Mama. She said, did you go to church yesterday? Oh, I said, sure did. She said, how was it? Oh, I said, good. I said, Brother Blue. Would you mind preaching for me one time? 
Just me and her. <laughs> Man, I'd rear back and preach up a storm. Man, and she'd say, Amen. Wave her hand. Hallelujah. And she said, Rest a while, preach again. <laughs> I preached one time, four times right one day. One morning. One morning I got the word, hurried down to her house. Granny Cox about to be ready to go across the finish line. I got down to her house and I ran in and one of the old, that old girl had moved her out there in that old hot building was starting to sit down on the side of her little bed and she said, honey, don't sit down there. Said, you almost sat down in the big angel's lap. And I said, Granny, how you feel? She said, I'm getting ready to cross over. See, she's at the finish line. See, what about your Christianity? When you come down the finish line, how's it going to be? What, 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 what's it going to be like? You're going to come down one day and breathe that last breath. How's it going to be? She said, Brother Blue, guess what? And I said, what? She said, there's a great big angel standing right there beside of you. I said, you're, you're cute. <laughs> and she, she said, Brother Blue, would you help me sing my favorite song? And I said, sure will. My strongest trials never pass. My triumph is begun. Oh, come, angel band, come and around me stand. And about that time, she stepped across the finish line. And her little old hand fell down on her little old bosom. How are you going to finish? Well, all that Christianity you've talked about you had, how are you going to finish? What about it? Oh, you said, I've been a member of the back. No, I ain't talking about being a member of nothing. I'm talking about how you're going to finish. Don't give me that story about, oh, I've never missed a game. I'm not talking about that junk. I'm asking you how, how you're going to come across the finish line. I want to cross right. Amen. I want to walk up. Yes, See him open the gate and say, come on in. Amen. You've been faithful. Not perfect, but you've been faithful right. over a few things. I want to go in right. Yes, sir. Amen, brother. What about it? See, Christians tired. They thought I'd missed it. They read it and thought I'd missed it. See, Christians are not thieves. <laughs> Hello. See, I'm going to tell you something. You better listen to this old man. I ain't got much longer, but you better listen to me. You may be mad as the devil at me now, but you better listen to me. Yes, sir. 
Go around the horn, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. Blowing your horn. And your kids and your neighbors and your friends and the people you work with know you're lying like a dog. Right. Where's my piano player? Huh? Come on. I said, I called from my piano player one time. She said, I ain't going to play it. Play it yourself. <laughs> you ain't mad at me, are you? But sit down there and play something real softly. See, I've had a good way of making friends and buddies all these years. I remember I had an old helper lady one day throw a songbook at me. And I threw it back at her. <laughs> had one old boy get up. He had a coat off, throw his coat at me. I took it and hit him. <laughs> Are you a Christian? Could you stand and look me in the eye and say I'm a Christian? My race is nearly run. I'm not looking for any church. <laughs> I'm just still trying to preach what God's telling me to preach. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. Bow your heads. Is God dealing with you? Is the Holy Ghost right now speaking to your heart? Do you need to come to the altar right now? Our Father, as we stand to sing, I pray that anybody, saved or unsaved, backslid or what, if they need to come to the altar, I pray they'll come right now. Help them, God, to be obedient to the leadership of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, let's stand together. Let's stand together.